to Minute 96 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is James Wilson of the Blogging by Cinema Light uh, website. Welcome, James. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, always fun talking about movies with you, and uh, since I know this is uh, another one of your favorites, so it, it's great to be able to talk to you this also. I know this movie intimately, frame by frame. Well, that, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> we want to talk about it frame by frame. Feel free to go into as much detail as you want, discussing any aspects of, of the, the film that you want. Minute 96 opens with Lyas looking at a crumpled up piece of paper and uh, continues with Haynes getting, uh, standing dressed up for battle. This this scene continues what we what we dealt with uh, last week, where Colin got very frustrated by the the way that Smee messed up one of the documents and wasted four days of work. He left out an eagle. Yes. Didn't you notice that? Up Couldn't you spout. notice that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. What can you do? Exactly. So in this minute, uh, Colin begins to. He's sitting there by himself. He decides to open up the the the, the document again, take a look at it. And he starts to notice something a little strange. Now, I mean, anyone who's been paying attention in this movie noticed beforehand that, that he's squinting, that he's looking at things a little... It, it, it's, I mean, I don't know enough about what's called myop, myopathy. I think that's what they call it, that he has. Myopia? Myopia, exactly right. Okay, myopia. Basically... I, the question is whether it happens, whether it's a gradual thing or whether it's something that happens, you know, uh, instantaneous. Because it seems here that he's shocked that this actually happened to him. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more gradual than that. I I first started losing my eyesight when I was uh, six years old and had to get glasses. And it was because I was – when I was a kid, I was a constant reader. And when you're a kid, uh, nobody tells you that, okay, when you're doing a lot of close reading, you also have to look up ever so often and focus on something far away. And I never did that. And so I wore glasses up until three years ago. I was extraordinarily nearsighted. And uh, as as he will describe later in another episode, uh, he, you, I basically had to look at something close to my nose in order to see it clearly. Everything else was wow. just a blur uh, and colors. And uh, legally blind. So you could basically um, empathize with uh, with everything that, that that Colin's going through here. You're you're familiar with it. Yes, as a matter of fact, if I was looking at the movie with glasses, and uh, when that one shot shows up where he's looking at the papers and it kind of fuzzes out there, I was going, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are these working?" Oh well, right, that was that, that's the question. You wonder if if your eyes are getting blurry because they 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 definitely do that really well when they show the you know they 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 show the document really blurry. I I, I was trying to figure out who's supposed to be in the picture. Is that supposed to be Mac or someone else? It's because it's so blurry; it's hard to tell. Um, you can't, you can't uh, it looks like it's it's Gordon Jackson. Yeah, that's Mac. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, as I'm looking at it now. Yeah, and 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 I love the way that they they actually use they go into so much detail here uh, from the perspective of of the the tunnelers, you know, the the escapers. That what they do, that, you know, he's dressed up in a suit. You know, in order to take these pictures, they they got them dressed up. 
you know, to make them look more professional, you know, even, even though, you know, they wasted four days worth of work. Yes, they, they're very nice shots, but, but then they got that camera uh, earlier on from Werner, the yeah. weasel. Correct. So uh, uh, they were able to do that. Yeah. We're, we're starting a section here where it's been, oh, everything started going south past the July 4th celebration where they, Ives was shot and uh on the on the wire and uh then the the guards found um tom and they had to switch to harry uh, uh you know right quick and it just meant more you know they were so close yeah i mean this is basically so close to getting completed this is basically the and second now, half of the movie i mean the right after the the end of the the scene with 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 tom getting found out and uh you know hilt saying that he's going to go out that night so there is a cut that that seems to be the cut that they they would have used for an intermission and that and, right. and you're 100% right basically you know the second half is not as upbeat as the first half and and things are are getting more realistic, I guess you can say. <laughs> it's not as Hollywoodized. <laughs> there, it's getting more complicated because at this point, everybody's starting to go through a certain amount of depression, and things are going south on them. We'll 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 get to these other sections, but one of these complications and one of these things that starts to take a downturn for them is Bl- uh, Blythe going blind yes it's going to make things extraordinarily complicated at the end uh, but we will get to that in another minute especially especially for Blythe <laughs> especially for Blythe yeah right I mean this week, this week we'll be discussing him also a lot so uh, you know that that works well too um, no but I, I I like the way that that what Sturgis does is is when he shows this this blurred image he he plays around with the camera a little bit so it's just a one blurred image. The image changes from being blurred to, to fuzzy to uh, you know, more blurred. And um, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, for, from someone who has suffered for some, from something similar, you know, it, it, it makes you wonder, okay, wait a second, are my current glasses working? Or am I <laughs> actually, have I reverted back to uh, seeing things the way that I used to see things? Exactly. You know. Um, and that's done really well. I'm, I'm very curious to know, and I don't, I'll never know the answer to this, whether Sturgis, Sturgis actually did, a little, did research into that to check uh, how would it look for somebody who has this, this, infliction, this affliction. You know, would, would you know, let's, let's uh, or, or maybe it, it's actually the, the cinematographer would have done that on purpose. It's a question of who, who would have made that decision. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's definitely an effect shot. And I, because it, it could be a superimposed image over another image. They actually move, they dramatize it a little, a little bit more. Uh, It looks like he's, his eyesight is failing and his uh, stereo vision is actually, changing as we're watching this shot but uh it it looked like it was just a superimposure as opposed to um 
uh, you know, doing something that the cinematographer did. They might have, uh, let me look at that piece again. Uh, the entire shot. It looks like they didn't have to change the, the focal length a little bit because when it starts out, it starts a little bit more clear and then it splits in two. It, it kind of the 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 picture kind of fragments a little bit as if they were just nudging it uh, uh, a couple of uh, inches off of the original image. That sort of uh, affliction doesn't doesn't occur like that, but it does make it much more dramatic. Yes. No. Also, I think part of it is to let the audience get a better understanding of what he's possibly going through, even though we'll never get a complete understanding, which which I guess is fine. Also, as you said, it's 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 more to make it more dramatic. Uh, the idea also that it happened instantaneously is also part of the the drama that they they've added here. I part of it might be that I mean. Colin seems to be in shock that it's happening, but I think it's more that he's always been he's been in denial up until now that this is that that something's going on, and that it's also something that happens if you do a lot of computer work um, up close. I don't think Colin had that problem. No, he did not have a lot of problem, but uh, a lot of people are having it today because you're doing an awful lot of uh, close up close up work, especially if you're working with spreadsheets and things like that. Uh, you have to do a little bit of eye exercise and, and you know, look at something far off uh, in order to keep the muscles and the eyes and uh, changing focal length so that you can actually uh, focus on something far away and then go back to the close-up work. Yeah, okay, that, that's definitely true. So, I mean, basically, he then looks at his watch, which I think for some reason, maybe it, what's going through his mind is, okay, maybe there's something wrong with the paper. Let me just check my watch to make sure that that's, that's okay. <laughs> and, he's look, and then he looks at his watch and, and, you know, he starts squinting again and, and he realizes that he can't even see what time it is. Um, and, and then this is obviously also just for the audience. He basically blurts out, I can't see a bloody thing because uh, there's yes. no one else around him. He's, you know, he's, he's talking to himself saying, uh, okay, something's going on here. Yeah, I'm not good really. Things, yeah, good things they didn't wire the the barracks for sound. <laughs> well, we as we know, I mean, I've discussed this uh, numerous times with other guests. You know, the the idea of, of sound and light in these barracks is just amazing. You know, the, the, <laughs> the Germans the Germans knew how to how to light this place really well, and the 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 sound also you can hear everything. So that that works. I mean, even in the shot, if you look in the background, there's. You know, Colin's sitting there, and there's a light over a little bit to his right, but he's still very well lit. You see, you see lights. You, you see that the, you know the pictures on the wall that that are behind him and further back are also lit very well, along with the bookcase. I mean, there's <laughs> that's a very powerful light, and it's at night, so you know they're they're, they're able to uh, to do this very well. Bless the cinematographer. They did. They did fancy the light on the uh, right side of his face and there's just a fill light on the left side so it's not like he's extraordinarily well lit so uh they they they, they let's say it's an enhanced uh uh light uh yeah. <laughs> for dramatic purposes yeah of course 
course. Well, so much we have to be able to see that. Purposes. If, if everyone was walking around <laughs> in the dark, it would be a little more difficult for, for us to, to know what's going on in, in all of these scenes. Right. Okay, is there something else you wanted to say about this particular scene before we move on to the next scene? Uh, Donald Pleasance. Uh, just uh, always, always a wonderful actor. Uh, whenever you see him, he's uh, he's he's a little bit prickly as you start out in in the movie, but uh, as you get a little further along, and as certainly when when uh, this section of the movie starts, he starts to gain uh, a lot of sympathy, and as he gets more desperate through the the rest of them, as we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks, he gets even more uh, sympathetic for his efforts to deal with this problem. Yes, no question about that. All right, so we'll move on to the next scene, which is the second half of this minute, where uh, we actually get to see the prisoners training for uh, how they're going to, to try and blend in once out and around. So you have Max sitting there, and uh, you know he's he's testing everyone. So he's opening a passport, and uh, you know he looks at the the forged papers for I think that's uh, Nemo. I think that that's the name of the uh, the, the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, you see his picture. This one, he's not wearing a suit. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is that he's wearing because it looks like just a, an overcoat or something like that. Uh, I mean, the, the detail is just amazing. I mean, you see that they, they've fingerprinted them. You see that they, they have the, the stamps with the eagles. Uh, they have a signature. They, they, you know, they tell us his birthday. I, I, it depends on, on whether you're using the European method. I'm assuming that that's the European method. So basically, uh, his birthday is the, the 12th of March, 1920. Yes. Attention to detail here is, is just amazing. Because in a lot of movies, in situations like this, they, they would just... Uh, they would flub things. They, you know, you'd have the gibberish there. You wouldn't. They wouldn't look as as real as you would think that that uh, that it should. And they, they they took their time to really give us something here. Now, what's interesting is, is that Tom Adams, who plays the character, was born March 9th. So they, they came close. It's three days off. I mean, obviously he wasn't born in 1920. You know, the the they filmed the the movie. Obviously, takes place 20 years after the event. Yes. But uh, I, I found that very interesting that, that we're talking about a yeah, a three-day difference. Nice. That's hilarious. Yeah. Some of, some of the other things on, on in, in this document, I can't really tell what it is. Obviously, I'm not fluent in German, so I couldn't tell you what some of these other things are. Obviously, there's a name. There, there's something uh, – uh, there's a date of July 1st, 1st, 1941. Don't know what that refers to. And then uh, – Ah, maybe it's just uh, the date that that this this document is good for, because then it goes until the 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 first of September nineteen forty six. So for some reason he's got a uh, a five year and two month yeah. document, whatever whatever that really means. Because you, which is actually it's interesting. You'd think that they would they would have done it to be you know specifically just for five years, right? Like like most passports or things like that. Yeah, so that, that, that's always fun to look at these things as they. They, they go through. So then uh, Mac begins speaking German to him. And uh, we can say, actually, now that we, if we look at the picture of, of Nemo when he's standing there, so the, the coat that he's wearing is actually what, what's used in the, in, in the picture. Yes. Uh, they basically 
took a picture of him, uh, which, which which also was, is a little suspicious. You know, people are walking around and they're wearing the exact same clothes that they were in the picture. You'd think that they would switch clothes between prisoners in order to uh, make it seem a little more uh, realistic, right? Uh, if they if they get caught, you know, it's like uh, you know, you, if if you have if you're wearing a particular shirt on your passport, you you don't go to the passport control and you're wearing that shirt, or the odds of you wearing that shirt are are pretty. Slim. Or just wear a tie or something like that, you know? Uh, yeah, something just so you look a little different. Yeah. Just so it's exactly. Just so when you're looking at the real person and you're looking at the picture, it doesn't look exactly the same. Oh, you had the picture taken today, okay? Fine. That's right. <laughs> Back of the exactly. line. <laughs> and then Nemo leaves, and uh, Haynes walks in. He's he's wearing a, a German uniform. Yes. It's amazing that they were able to actually copy a uniform like this so perfectly with with. Uh, you know, with, with the supplies that they had. I mean, obviously, we, we saw a few weeks ago all, all of the fabrics that, that uh, Griffith has, you know, in his stock. Still, you, you know, to be able to, 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 to fashion a uh, German uniform out of it is uh, quite interesting. Now, you see that he has a holster, but his holster is empty, well, obviously, because he's not going to have a gun. Right. But that would also be suspicious if, if you have a German soldier walking around without a gun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why don't you have your gun? Oh, I forgot it on my base. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I lent it to a friend. <laughs> I gave it. <laughs> I gave it to. I gave have it a to shoulder holster. Holster. Yeah. Uh, could be. There's there's numerous things. And he comes in. And he does a, a Heil Hitler, which which uh, is is pretty. It's a pretty funny Heil Hitler because it's uh, it's not very enthusiastic uh, as you would expect someone to, to to have. It's you know it's 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 more enthusiastic than what von Luger gave us at the beginning, where he just you know raises up his hand, you know, and says Heil Hitler. Then you can see in the background that Goff is next in line. You know, he's standing there wearing a beret. Try, uh, trying to memorize his information on on his, uh, you know. Goff is like the the glorified extra in this movie. It seems like whenever they need somebody or yeah. somebody to say a line, they bring Goff in. The Correct. the actor who plays the this fellow, do you know him? Which one, Goff or Haynes? Haynes. Uh, do I know him? Not personally. No. Uh, <laughs> Haynes, Haynes is played by uh, Lawrence. Uh, Montaigne, Montague, Montagny. Montaigne, that's it. Lawrence Montaigne. Montaigne. And he may be familiar to people who are fans of Star Trek, the original series, because he was the consort of Spock's betrothed in uh, one of one of the big episodes, Zon, and uh, uh, he was also a Romulan. He was a Romulan soldier in one of the other first episode, uh, first season episodes when they first encountered the Romulans. But he's a very distinctive act- looking actor and he was doing all sorts of television work with, throughout the 60s and, and 70s. Uh, he only died a few years ago. And uh, when did he die? Uh, 19, 2017. 17, yeah. yeah. On, on March 17th. So yeah, very interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that's uh, the way that the, this minute ends. Do you have anything else you want to say about this particular minute before we, uh, you know, come back tomorrow with uh, with more information about this stuff? Nope, we're in good shape on this on this minute. We'll uh, we'll continue the scene and see how Lawrence does. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so James, do you want to tell everyone how they can get in touch with you? 
Yeah. Uh, you can always uh, check out my blog on, uh, which is called Blogging by Cinema Light, uh, and uh, usually I show up on the large association of movie blogs every so often. Uh, we'll have a bunch of stuff uh, coming up here in the not too distant future. All right, great. And uh, while you're doing that, you can go re- review and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using uh, to listen to this uh, podcast. You can uh, send us an email at thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And you can reach us by Twitter at greatescapemxm. So, uh, Jimmy, you'll come back tomorrow? We we will come back tomorrow. All right, excellent. So, uh, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho.